0: Welcome to the Author Alchemist podcast. I'm here to make your writing magic happen. I'm going to teach you how to use your superpowers to ignite, inspire, and encourage your creativity so that you can turn lead into gold. Join me, Kimber York, as I delve into the many mysteries of inspiration, motivation, and imagination. Welcome to the 19th episode of the Author Alchemist podcast. Kimby York back again to talk about creativity and inspiration. This podcast, I'm looking at your mindset. I know that is something you can find a lot of books about out there, a lot of websites, even a lot of apps that are designed to help you retrain your mind and think of things from a different perspective in order to increase your productivity or your feelings of happiness, your feelings of worthiness. It's all over the map what you can attempt to accomplish through changing your mindset. There's a lot of incorrect information out there. And first up, I'm not a neuroscientist. I'm not here to argue the science or your personal experience with things like affirmations or meditation or any other system that you're using in order to change your mind. Rather, I'm here to talk about a specific technique that I think works really well for creatives and particularly those of us who are writers Because we sometimes drag ourselves down with our own doubts and our own fears about what we're trying to accomplish or what our goals are. So this is specifically about the growth versus the fixed mindset as it relates to writers. I discovered this approach a while back after reading an article online at Brain Pickings. I will include a link to the article in the show notes for this episode. It is actually a review of a book called Mindset: The New Psychology of Success: How We Can Learn to Fulfill Our Potential by Carol S. Dwight, PhD. Dr. Dwight has studied success from the standpoint of obviously of psychology. It was an interesting book to read. Uh, I got it after reading this article from Brain Pickings about it because I was fascinated by the approach that she took in her studies. If you want to delve into it, I can recommend the book. I think it's pretty good. I also think it's a little too long, which I tend to think about a lot of self-help books So the basic premise here is that there's a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And what Dwight means by that is that a fixed mindset is going from the assumption that everything we do and everything that we are as a person, our personality is essentially inscribed in stone. And I'm going to quote the article here because it really captures it pretty accurately. A fixed mindset assumes that our character, intelligence, and creative ability are static givens, which we can't change in any meaningful way. And success is the affirmation of that inherent intelligence, an assessment of how these givens measure up against equally fixed standards. The problem with a fixed mindset is that anytime you don't succeed at your goals or you don't achieve what you are aiming for. The analysis of that from a fixed mindset point of view is that you're just not good enough. You're not intelligent enough. You're not creative enough. You haven't practiced enough. You don't have the skills to do it. You never will because who you are and what you do is fixed. The growth mindset pretty much is what it says on the tin. It is the idea that who we are is susceptible to change, that we can learn lessons from our failures to correct course, that we are able to grow and stretch our existing abilities, and we can only do that through constant effort and, yes, I'm going to say it, constant risk. The fixed mindset avoids risk. It doesn't want to put us in a place where we might fail and then prove to ourselves or to others that we just aren't good enough, that we don't have the right stuff. In Dwight's book, she uses the example of young prodigies who uh, are really good at things like playing the piano or the violin or sports or chess and blow other people out of the water with their creativity and their skills and their dedication to their craft. But then burn out and by the time they're teenagers or young adults have completely left behind the one thing they were considered to be amazing at. What she found was that these students, these prodigies, hit a wall in the fixed mindset, where they didn't want to take any risks for fear of proving to others that they weren't the prodigy they were assumed to be because they failed at something. So in other words, uh, a student who played piano and was brilliant at it would stop pushing themselves to learn harder pieces of music out of the fear that it would demonstrate how inexperienced they really are, that the act of learning that piece was somehow proof that they weren't as gifted as everybody was saying that they were. The upshot, of course, being that eventually they stop growing as artists and fall out of the practice completely. Growth mindset comes from the opposite direction. It's while it doesn't discount natural ability, which certainly is true with music or sports or many, many things. And I think there's a certain argument that could be made that it's true with writing as well. But it doesn't assume a ceiling on that limit. So as writers, it opens up the door for us to write outside our comfort zones to explore ideas that maybe we haven't otherwise. And I think particularly for those of us who write in genre fiction, it allows us to think of it as creative exploration rather than filling in the dots and drawing a picture that way. If you're jumping from fan fiction to creative writing of original fiction, whether it's genre or literary fiction, Or nonfiction, it can be a challenge because fanfiction is definitely designed to be a comfort zone. That's one of the best things about it, really. You can write whatever you want and for whatever fandom you want, do ridiculous stories, tropey stories, uh, stories full of dark themes, fluffy domestic stories, and you can just go to town having fun challenging yourself with writing all of those types and styles but it's still a safe zone for you to explore within when it comes to our original fiction it's different because there are no rules and I know we hear all the time there are rules but there are none and that's something it's taken me a while to learn too I'm right there with you I'm still on that road uh, made some real changes lately on how I approach my own fiction, and I'll probably be talking about that in an upcoming podcast. But back to the subject now where we're talking about fixed mindset versus growth mindset. The signs that you're in a fixed mindset, um, I would put under the label of buying trouble. Your fixed mindset voice, as Dwight calls it in her book, is a naysayer, It is the voice in your head that is saying, why bother? What if you fail? People will laugh at you. People will laugh at your work. People will think you're being silly. People will call your stories cliche and trope-tastic. Why why are you going to write that? It's your mind protecting you from taking risks by warning you to stay in your comfort zone. It can be a pretty negative voice. It can be the voice that says you don't have the talent to pull off something like that. It can be the voice that says, if you write a horror story instead of a romance, uh, then everybody's going to see what a terrible writer you are because you don't know how to write that genre. Again, it's a defensive measure, and so there's possibly a good argument to be made that there's sometimes a valid reason for listening to that voice, but we're focusing on creative writing right now, and I would say there's never a good reason to listen to that voice. So you're sitting down to write your magnum opus or that flash fic or fanfic or the romance novel that's calling your name, and you suddenly start thinking these very negative, limiting thoughts That's the first step, is identifying when you're going into that brain space. And it's an important step. I would argue it's one of the hardest steps because we've trained ourselves to just think these negative thoughts as a habit, a natural pattern that we follow as soon as we get near a keyboard. Well, at least that's been my experience. (laughs) I don't know, maybe yours is a little different, but that's how it's been for me. So recognizing that voice is, I would say, at least 50% of the fight in attempting to fight off the fixed mindset. So the next step is an easy one. Ha ha, I'm lying. It's not easy at all. It's recognize that you have a choice. Culturally, socially, scientifically, historically, we've been very married to the idea of a fixed level of ability. You see this most prominently and commonly in regards to intelligence, where a person will get an intelligence test done and then, whoops, that's their intelligence for the rest of their life. You know, It's uh, 113 or 120, or if you're a genius, I hear it's supposed to be over 136. And this is supposed to define who you are and your level of success potential in the world. But intelligence tests are flawed. And more importantly, intelligence is a spectrum that can change not just from individual to individual, but over the course of a lifetime. There may be a certain range that you and I and anybody else is limited to as we go through our lives but we are not defined by that number or even the need to know what that number is you may not be able to choose to be a genius but you can certainly choose how you approach the risks that you want to take and the challenges that you face in a way that allow you to stretch further and try more unique and interesting ways of expanding your writing repertoire and skill set. And this is a hurdle. I know it is. We, we think I'm this kind of a writer and this is all I can do and this is as good as I'll ever be. I shouldn't try to write any differently or take any risks or do anything that's a challenge. But you do have a choice. You have a choice To decide how you want to interpret your failures, how you want to look at your success, how you want to think about yourself. It is a choice. It really is. There are always things that affect that. We can't negate the effects of having a mental illness, depression, physical ailments, chronic pain. I'm not trying to deny that these factors definitely play into our abilities to create and write on a regular basis and take risks with our art. But in the end, you still have a lot of choices that you can make on approaching the challenges you set for yourself and the results from those challenges. So when you do find yourself in a place where you recognize the fixed mindset is in gear, where you're telling yourself that you simply aren't creative enough or talented enough to write that kind of story that you want to write, you need to challenge it. You need to actually talk back to it. And this is different from saying, don't think those bad thoughts or don't think From the fixed mindset point of view, because we have habits, we have neuron connections that have been encoded in our brains for years, uh, some cases, certainly in my case, decades. So we have to accept that we're going to have those thoughts, but then we need to talk back to them and come from the perspective of challenging them. If you think you don't have the talent to write a certain kind of story, the response to that thought is, well, how do I know if I haven't tried? And if you think that your attempt at writing that kind of story is an abysmal failure and you're sitting there reading it and going, oh, this is awful. Well, then you need to fight back and say, well, this was the first draft or this was a head dump, creativity dump. Now I can move on to writing the stuff that's actually going to be good. None of us got to our writing's careers or where we are with our writing by leaping out of the gate face first into greatness. That doesn't happen with anybody ever anywhere. And the only way we actually do get there is by constantly moving forward and challenging ourselves. Remember that all successful writers, all great writers worked hard to get to the point where we recognize their skills and talents. They had many failures along the way. And realize that not trying, not taking those risks, well, that's bowing out of the game. That's an automatic fail. It's an automatic losing score, however you want to define it. You have to stay in it and you have to write. You have to challenge those thoughts in your brain that are telling you you can't do it. And you have to do it in a very conscious way. And you have to do it sincerely. And look, I know. I'm a writer. I hang out with you people. I know we are a cynical group of bastards most of the time. But when it comes to something like this, when it comes to our art and our writing, we have to be sincere. We have to be earnest. I'm not sure I agree with the advice that the way to write is to sit down and open up a vein But there is a level of vulnerability that we have to be willing to accept in order to make the truly great stories, no matter what genre or type of story you're writing, to make it great, to make it happen, we have to be willing to take those risks and we have to stare down our insecurities and our fixed mindset and be willing to grow as artists and as people. the fourth and final step, according to Jack, is to take the growth mindset action, which for us means sitting down, putting your butt in the chair and getting some writing done. Technically, the advice is to take on the challenge wholeheartedly, learn from your setbacks and try again, hear the criticism and act on it, and knowing that How you hear criticism and how you act on that criticism, whether it's from your editor or your better reader or your own damn brain, it's in your hands. You can either become defensive and frightened about what that criticism says about you as a person, as a writer, or you can parse it out, weigh its value to you from the source, Decide how you want to handle the criticism and how valid it is. I think the great key is to understand that we have a choice in how we approach these issues. Of course, there are limiting factors, and of course, there are things that are harder to do than other things. But that's part of learning and growing as artists, is taking those risks, being vulnerable, opening ourselves up to learning from our mistakes. So cultivate that growth mindset to overcome your fears and inhibitions. And remember that, you know, taking risks, it's kind of factored into being a writer, isn't it? what's every story is a risk. Embrace that, live that, find your stories, get out there and tell them. So that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening along. I'm trying to keep these things less than 20 minutes. i If you haven't yet, please sign up for the Bulletproof Writer email course. It's free. You can sign up for it at my website, www.authoralchemist.com. If you get a chance and you're on iTunes, please rate this show. It will help it get out there in the world for other people to appreciate. My goal is to help authors and help writers, help anybody who wants to tell a story. And the only way I can do that is with your help getting the word out. So I really appreciate it. And that's it for episode 19. Uh, I look forward to talking with you next week. Have a great productive week full of inspiration, motivation, and creativity. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Author Alchemist podcast. I'm Kim Bu York and I hope this episode has helped to clear away the cobwebs from your inspiration and given you the power to write the stories you want to read. For more podcasts and other tools, please visit my website at www.authoralchemist.com or email me at kimbu at authoralchemist.com. I'd love to read your questions and feedback. Now, it's time for us to get some writing done. Talk to y'all soon.